Hello, friends. I'm Pastor Pitts Evans. Welcome to the Whole Word Podcast. Let's get right to the Word of God. We're continuing with the remarks from Job, uh, the person of Job, to his three friends. But he's about to make an an analogy that I want to explain uh, before I read the chapter. Job goes into a long dissertation on mining and the fact that if you're diligent enough and if you seek enough, you can find precious minerals. But then he compares the quest for precious minerals with the quest for wisdom. And he says, basically, you can find gold and silver and you can find precious gems, but where can you find wisdom? So this is the the context of the chapter. Job chapter 28. There's a mine for silver and a place where gold is refined. Iron is taken from the earth and copper is smelted from ore. Mortals put an end to the darkness. They search out the farthest recesses for ore in the blackest darkness. Far from human dwellings, they cut a shaft in places untouched by human feet. Far from other people, they dangle and sway. The earth from which food comes is transformed below as by fire. Lapis lazuli comes from its rocks, and its dust contains nuggets of gold. No bird of prey knows that hidden path. No falcon's eye has seen it. Proud beasts do not set foot on it, and no lion prowls there. People assault the flinty rock with their hands and lay bare the roots of the mountains. They tunnel through the rock. Their eyes see all its treasures. They search the sources of the rivers and bring hidden things to light. But where can wisdom be found? Where does understanding dwell? No mortal comprehends its worth. It cannot be found in the land of the living. The deep says, it is not in me. The seas say, it is not with me. It cannot be bought with the finest gold, nor can its price be weighed out in silver. It cannot be bought with the gold of Ophir, with precious onyx, or with lapis lazuli. Neither gold nor crystal can compare with it, nor can it be had for jewels of gold. Coral and jasper are not worthy of mention. The price of wisdom is beyond rubies. The topaz of Cush cannot compare to it. It cannot be bought with pure gold. Where, then, does wisdom come from? Where does understanding dwell? It is hidden from the eyes of every living thing, concealed even from the birds in the sky. Destruction and death say, Only a rumor of it has reached our ears. God understands the way to it, and He alone knows where it dwells. For He views the ends of the earth, and sees everything under the heavens. When he established the force of the wind and measured out the waters, when he made a decree for the rain and a path for the thunderstorm, then he looked at wisdom and appraised it. He confirmed it and tested it. And he said to the human race, The fear of the Lord, that is wisdom, and to shun evil is understanding. So what a magnificent literary chapter this is, full of beautiful wording 
uh, beautiful poetry, poetic sounds, even though, of course, it was written in Hebrew and not in English. Yet even in English, it sounds um, like magnificent poetry. And so Job makes this comparison between the, the things that people seek for in the mineral world through mining techniques, and then he compares the easily found, comparatively, silver, gold, precious gems to the impossible to find wisdom. And um, uh, he asked the question, if you can do all this with minerals, uh, finding minerals, why can't you find wisdom? Where can wisdom be found? So let me just read a couple of these verses again because they're so magnificent. Verse 1, there's a mine for silver and a place where gold is refined. Iron is taken from the earth and copper is smelted from ore. So those are the origins of silver and gold and iron and copper. Verse 3, mortals put an end to the darkness. They search out the furthest recesses for the ore in blackest darkness. Of course, he's talking about um, mining, digging into a mine shaft. He goes on to say, far from human dwellings, they cut a shaft. And in places untouched by human feet, far from other people, they dangle and sway. And if you've ever seen a primitive mining operation. They do indeed hang from ropes, and they, they do indeed cut a shaft by hand into, into darkness and come up with primitive lighting and so forth. And so he goes on to say, people assault the flinty rock with their hands and lay bare the roots of the mountains. They tunnel through the rock. Their eyes see all of its treasures. They search the sources of the rivers and bring hidden things to light. And this is all um, uh, various mining techniques. The searching the rivers, of course, is is done in modern times. People um, uh, do this. They dredge the rivers looking for precious gems and gold and so forth. Then he asked the question, verse 12, and this is the critical question, two questions, actually. But where can wisdom be found? And then the second question, where does understanding dwell? And so Job is placing the value of wisdom and understanding far beyond any of the various minerals contained in the earth. He says in verse 13, No mortal comprehends its worth, speaking of wisdom. It cannot be found in the land of the living. The deep says, It is not with me. The sea says, It is not with me. It cannot be bought with the finest gold, nor can its price be weighed out in silver. It cannot be bought with the gold of Ophir, with precious onyx or lapis lazuli. Neither gold nor crystal can compare with it, nor can it be had for jewels of gold. Coral and jasper are not worthy of mention. The price of wisdom is beyond rubies. The topaz of Cush cannot compare with it. It cannot be bought with the purest of gold. And so gold and um, all of these beautiful, precious gems are nothing compared to the incomparable value of wisdom. The desired nature of man seeking after these things is misplaced, is what Job is saying. True uh, passion should be devoted to the pursuit of wisdom, the pursuit of understanding. Verse 20, where then does wisdom come from? Where does understanding dwell? It is hidden from the eyes of every living thing, concealed even from the birds of the sky. Destruction and death say, only a rumor of it has reached our ears. And so this, um, after giving the litany of places where gems are found, he asked the question, where do you go to look for wisdom? You can mine for gold, you can mine for silver, you can mine for 
uh, precious gems, but you can't dig a hole in the earth and find wisdom. You can't go through the ground and sift dirt to find wisdom. You can't go through the rivers and the lakes and the ponds and search out wisdom. Finally, he says in verse 23, God understands the way to wisdom, and he alone knows where it dwells. And so God is the possessor of wisdom, the originator and the keeper of wisdom. He goes on to say, God said to the human race, the fear of the Lord, that is wisdom, and to shun evil is understanding. And friends, um, as I started when I introduced the book of Job, it may be the oldest book in the Bible. The story may be the the oldest um, story recorded, or the time of the recording may be the, the oldest. After the book of Job, of course, at some point was written the Proverbs that say the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. But here Job is saying um, explicitly that God had said to the human race, The fear of the Lord, that is wisdom, and to shun evil is understanding. So where do you find wisdom and understanding? The fear of the Lord. You find wisdom in the fear of the Lord. What is the fear of the Lord? The knowledge that he's God and we're not. The knowledge that he is of an altogether different nature, that he is, his ways are not our ways. He is incredibly far beyond any entity we can imagine. And so the fear of the Lord is the, the reality that each of us must come to, that God is altogether other. When he said, I am that I am, what he meant was that only humans and created things have need for a name. He who is beyond and outside of creation has no need of a name. The fear of the Lord, that is wisdom, friends, and to shun evil is understanding. Once you have fear of the Lord, you will avoid evil behavior. When you hear about um, preachers and famous Christians falling into sin, it really is a result of not enough fear of the Lord, not enough understanding of who they're dealing with, not um, really grasping the reality of the one true God. That's wisdom, friends. And to know wisdom, the fear of the Lord, is to shun evil. And that, my friends, is the understanding that only the knowledge of God can bring. Lord, we pray that we would find true wisdom in the fear of the Lord. We pray, God, that we would live with an awareness that although you love us, you are altogether other. Lord, you are magnificent beyond any words humans have contrived to describe you with. Lord, may we recognize the fact that knowing you and having a small glimpse of who you really are is wisdom. And may that keep us from evil Give us the understanding to shun evil from the wisdom that we have, knowing that you're God and we're not. We bless you now in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you for listening to this episode of The Whole Word. It was brought to you by Whole Word Fellowship and the Northern Virginia House of Prayer. If you were encouraged, please share our podcast with your friends. We'd also appreciate it if you'd hit subscribe in your favorite podcast app and take a few moments to write a review. If you'd like more information on our church and our ministry, you can go to wholeword.net or wholewordpodcast.com for more information. Thank you again, and may the Lord Jesus bless you today and always.